Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Um, and we'll introduce you properly as Siobhan Daniels, the woman who has just uh, written a book which has been published about your travels in your van. Well, it's not a van, it's a proper motorhome, isn't it? Please describe it to us so I can just live vicariously through you until I do it myself. I love my little home. She's called Dora the Explorer. Um, I've been living in her for the last three years, uh, traveling Great Britain, and she's got everything I need. I've got um, fridge freezer, uh, microwave, cooker, grill, oven, uh, full-size shower, toilet, bathroom, and then I've got bench beds, which I can also pull together when my daughter and friends come to stay. So I've just got everything. Oh, and a little canopy bit that I wind out off the side so I can sit outside, now, even when it's raining. Is that a canopy or an awning? Oh. Well, I think it's kind of a canopy. I'm not, I, do you know what? You've, you've stumped me there. I'm not really sure because I think an awning, uh, oh. an awning is when it's all enclosed, isn't it? And this is a wind out. Kind of. Oh. I don't know. Oh, hang on. We've got the producer to Google. We're Googling. Um, oh, what do you so do you? Google? Did you see that you have guests to see? Yeah. Yeah. I have a great time. Do you know what? I'm seeing more of my friends now I'm doing this because they'll come and sort of travel to train stations nearby or I'll go and pick them up from their homes. We go off, we have a couple of days together and then I'll drop them back at the train station so they can go home or um, I'll drop them back home. So I have a good time when my daughter comes to stay with her little dog. Now, that was another question I had the other day for you, and I was going to phone you, and then, then I realised we were going to be chatting. Um, that because I'm now thinking more on the practical side of things, um, uh-huh. the insurance on the motorhome, how much is that? Car insurance, like motorhome insurance. Oh. What happened there? The, the connection went weird. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how you're using your motorhome. Uh, sorry, can we can we just go back there because it, it was like the whole thing and shut down. So, what was yeah. your what was your question? My question was in terms of like car insurance or van insurance. How much does how much does Direct Line or whoever you're with charge you to insure your van? I pay quite a lot of money to insure it. Um, I'm only in it nine months of the year because I house it and right. everything. Um, so I'm not in it all the time, mm. um, but I still pay pay a good 
amount of money. I don't really want to disclose exactly. Okay. It's quite a few hundred pounds that I pay. Okay. But some people, if they're only going to use it maybe once or twice a year, they, they'll pay far less than I pay. But because I've got my worldly possessions inside mine, yes. um, and it can be parked up in a driveway when I'm not using it, but when I am using it um, most of the time, I want it protected. So I pay a lot of money to get good insurance. I, I suppose you wouldn't maybe necessarily looking for a figure. I think Jojo's still at the stage of doing the compare and contrast if you are on dry land and you're paying you know contents insurance car insurance you know a council tax and all that kind of stuff did you find that you made a saving by not having those um even though you say that the premium yeah you did yeah so it's five it's far cheaper living this kind of life and that's part of what i'm doing as well i wanted to show that you don't need all the rubbish everyone's going out working long hours Mm. earning loads of money buy loads of stuff yeah. to fill the homes. I was as guilty as anybody else. Me too. Um, and then you think, you convince yourself you need all this money to live. Um, and when you declutter, which is what I did, I got rid of my flat, all my possessions, took them to charity shops, sold them, everything, pared it all down, bought my motor home, and now I live with just the few possessions I've got here. Um, and I, I don't need that much money to live. I can live comfortably off less than a thousand pounds a month, paying my bills wow. and food and everything. Wow, and that's comfortably. And I think that's it. I think the stage that I'm at now, which you'll have been at, is I'm in that. So end of September is when I absolutely give up my solid foundation house even though I'm not going to move into a motorhome immediately because I'm going to Australia. But I'm going through that process of of letting go. And I was talking to Bruce in the car on the way over here. And as much as I know it's absolutely the right decision, there is no way I'm changing my mind, there is still an emotion attached to letting go of things. That I'm, oh, I'm actually tearing up. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously, Jojo, I totally get it. Very much so. It is emotional. And and in my book, I write, it's an emotional roller coaster Mm. because when you're getting going through your life, you're going through all the good bits and the bad bits and all your memorabilia and you're having to choose to get rid of it. But honestly, I, I know where you're at now and you're very emotional. And I was like that when I turned the key in the motorhome in next week, it'll be three years. And I was crying and goosebumps and thinking, what the heck am I doing? I am now the happiest I've ever been in my life. Well, you are. You're very much my guru, I have to say, because I keep, I, you know, we have each other on Instagram and, and, and so I can see what the future looks like and I'm very excited about it. But it is, it's that sort of, like I said to Bruce, I think yesterday because I gave, um, oh, stop it, Jojo, uh, <laughs> gave my cats away. Oh. I think I'll, I'll just I'll step in <laughs> here because over. obviously someone's having a mini breakdown. Um, see, this is the thing when you are an attention seeker and um, stuff comes to fruition, then you realise. <laughs> so, do, did you have similar? Did you have similar pangs, emotional pangs? Because. I suppose we've discussed it so many times, now that I'm saying you're boring, but (laughs) we've discussed it so many times before that we live in a society that 
to, to have a home, to have a physical home with a door and a key is the end goal. Whether you own or rent, that is a different thing. And to break away from that is so non-traditionalist. Um, it really seems, which is ridiculous because it's sheltered and so many people don't have shelter and all that kind of thing and whatever. But it's just, it so flies in the face of what we were brought up with and in terms of goals, milestones and, you know, stages that we were meant to achieve. So you would have suffered um, these kind of emotional episodes as, as well yeah but this is why i call myself a retirement rebel because i'm rebelling against what society says we should be mm. doing and and the cards that they deal to people when they retire as you're aging because you don't have to do you don't have to live that way mm. not all of us are geared to do that and i found now i'm out i've been volunteering on a, on a farm shoveling horse poo on a morning for an hour every morning and I've never been happier I've suddenly realized I like the outdoors I like mm -hmm. the physical activity mm. you know you just find things in your life you like and you've got the freedom I've become the mistress of my own destiny by being a nomad and I'm loving that yeah and your breathing will be a lot better if you're um, inhaling dung on a daily basis <laughs> your, your tubes will be very clean <laughs> yeah, I've steered away from putting it on my cheeks for my complexion but I'm sure my breathing Will, will have improved. Well, who was the actress, Haley Mills, that drank her own urine? Oh God, really? And you do get oh, those. You get those. Body. Yeah, you get those. Um, uh, but I think Victoria Becker gets them. The pigeon feces facials. So I'd actually. Do you know what I do? Get get a Tupperware. Do Julia McKeith. Become a <laughs> become a poo pervert. Pop some in a box and then then try a wee mask when you're at home. Well, in the van. Well, at home. <laughs> you might be onto something there. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But you have written a book about your experience and it yeah. has just been published. And how is that going? What's the, the, no, the initial response? Or it's not published yet? No, it, it's, it's, it's being published. It's out on the 20th of October. Right. But people can pre-order it on Vertebrate Publishing website and Waterstones and WH Smith you can, and Amazon. Um, it seems to be going well. People seem to be ordering it, if I believe all my family, friends and everybody else. And yep. I was doing a talk at a women's institute last night and a lot of the ladies were saying, oh, we'll get that for our book club. And we'll, Because it's, I want to stimulate the discussion about ageism and yep. about ageing and how we're portrayed as we get older. I mean, I'm 63 and people used to say to me, oh, you don't look your age. And I'd say, oh, thank you and take it as a compliment. Now I say... Thanks. I know you mean that as a compliment, but actually this is what 63 looks, looks like. like. Yeah. How we're aging. I don't have to take 10 years off me to feel good or, or have a compliment. Just say, gosh, you're looking 63. You look good. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, I think, I want I, sorry to interrupt. It's very interesting that you mentioned that because I always remember Jerry Hall, because why wouldn't I? She was on the Lorraine Kelly show, and but it was before Lorraine had her own show. And Lorraine said, what is the thing that you can't stand? And she went, that people will say you look good, but for your age or reading how old I'm meant to be in the newspaper. And I don't understand why people are so rapacious, for want of a better word, Love that in word. terms of the fact that they have to comment on it. Why can't 
can't you just look well? What does it abs- you know? What does it matter? I had a recent thing um, where I was in the company of a thirty-one-year-old who kept going on about the fact that I was forty-six, and I said, "Well, short of killing myself, yeah. I'm only going to get older." <laughs> and what you won't realise is that you're an elderly twink, <laughs> which he didn't like. But the fact of the matter is, you blink, and then suddenly you're thirty-five. You blink, and then you're forty. People don't realise that the passage of time does go in a lot quicker than the actual 12 calendar months and sometimes you don't need to say what the age is if you look good for that age or whatever it's just nice to see you goodness aren't you looking well or indeed nice to see you mm-hmm. well, when my daughter was went off to university um i was just approaching 50 i've had enough about with life and work and various things so i took a gap year from work packed a rucksack went off around the world the, the world on my own for a year with my rucksack i mixed with people of all ages i felt totally ageless and that was the start of me thinking i'm going to campaign for this because like you say we are obsessed with numbers mm. and putting people in little boxes you know it doesn't matter how many years we've been on this planet people are aging differently we're all heading that way mm-hmm. once we're born and and all this anti-aging stuff is a nonsense we should be pro-aging and positive aging because it's happening to us um but the thing is, I think that we've just got to get in that frame of mind of changing the narrative and being positive and enjoying getting old. And 60 for one person is different for 60 for another person. It all depends whether you've got your health or not. And I've mentioned yeah. that so many times and it's so cliched. If you're able to move freely without pain and you're not, you know, a big prescription and all that kind of stuff, that is aging successfully as far as I can see, regardless of, because you have people that are in terrible health um, conditions, you know, under the age of 15, over the age of 65 and everywhere in the middle. So you're right. I think we have to get away from, and obviously I think the, the number thing is particularly prevalent with women. Mm. And I think it's particularly prevalent with gay men. They seem to be obsessed with it. And it is one of the most boring topics of conversation that one can engage in. Because, as I say, the only way that you can stop aging is by not being here. (laughs) You know, it's ridiculous. You see 23-year-olds on Twitter and they go like that, oh, I'm old, I'm 23. And you're like, oh my goodness, you know, if that really is what you think is old, then, you know, get yourself out of the equation. And that is the point. Old, everybody's talking about old as though it's a negative. Yes. Red. It's something to worry about. Mm-hmm. And each when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 and beyond, each decade people get really scared of approaching mm. that. It's going to happen. So let's stop being like that. Let's embrace it. And when I'm saying to people, age positively, I'm not saying be as crazy as me and get rid of everything, get a motorhome and take off. It could be join a choir. It could be meditate. It could be whatever your physical capabilities allow you to do. But it's finding that happy place, that yeah. thing that makes you want to get up and makes you want to live life. Don't just sit there waiting to die. And I say, when you retire, you refire. You've got that time and, and find that energy. And I say, when you age, you don't age because everything <laughs> for all the people, the clothes and things seems so yucky. Well, that's the thing with Joan Collins. Is she says retirement isn't a word that will ever come into my vocabulary because I feel as though I'd be giving up. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, she has different resources and a different <laughs> outlook on life, but it's still a very interesting ethos that there are people that aren't leading an international ex-sex kittened life, but are like, why do you have to retire? Why have I got to slow down? Why can't I go and live in a motorhome? You know, mm-hmm. why can't? It was fun 
funny when um, in, in recent events, um, Madonna had done a TikTok and she said, don't worry, this queen's fine. Um, and then she'd started going on about the fact that she was having a relationship with a much younger man. And then she was getting very angry. She said, because you come after me, but you don't come after Mick Jagger. Apparently Mick Jagger now has grandchildren older than his biological children. And you think no one is vilifying him for that. So I think the whole double standard yeah. mm-hmm. um, is still very, very prevalent. And they're also- It's true. And I just... No, go on, JJ. No, I'm just saying, like you're saying about moving into a, into a motorhome and because we traditionally think that everyone should live in a house and so sort of bucking the trend. And I think it's not people's criticism, but it is that thing where, you know, sort of, oh God, are you sure that's what you're going to do? You're being a bit mad or, you know, but also that's the same in life that if you, you know, you get to a certain age, people just assume that you should slow down, that you should stay at home and look after the grandchildren and stop working. There is this society societal expectation of how everybody thinks people should behave at certain stages of their lives. Like, you know, when you're younger that you should, you know, buy a flat, get married, have kids, you know, it's like, why do we have, why do we have, there shouldn't be any rules for anyone's lives. You know, there might be a majority view that that's what we do, but there shouldn't be any negativeness. When I first embarked on doing this, and, and people were worried about me doing it and judging me doing it. I judged myself. I was a bit embarrassed yeah. to say I was going to. I knew what my my aims were. I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. I said, I've got no plan and I'm going with the flow. And, and I genuinely didn't know how it would pan out, but I had confidence it would. But I was embarrassed saying to people I was living in a van and I was trying to justify saying, look, I'm not, I don't have to do this for financial reasons. Whatever. I am choosing this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then Nomad came out as a film and everyone said, oh, have you seen that? film I like it. I said, yes, that's a brilliant film and I love it, but that's not why I'm doing it because of my finances. I'm doing this because I wanted the freedom to be my own boss, to travel around and to get my message across. Yeah. And I think it is that. I think that's the sort of the process I'm going through at the moment is the sort of slightly having to justify myself or, and because it is the sort of what I've been so used to for so long and bringing up kids is going to be a thing of the past. It's not like I'm moving house like I have every time before into somewhere else with the kids and the cats and the husband. you because you're you're yeah. moving around all yeah. the time with it just to take your little oh, it makes with you absolute become, nothing's made happier. nothing's made more sense ever in my life than this weirdly sorry can i interrupt who who have you felt that you've had to justify this decision to um a few people because of other comics or my you know my fa- not my kids weirdly enough but you know my my sister and you know various people have kind of gone oh god are you sure about that have, have you really thought about this and mm-hmm. but what are you going to do and where, where are you going to, how are you going to wash your clothes? And, you know, and it's like, I've, I've thought about all of it. Do you have a washing machine? No, but you don't have a washing machine. I, I wash by hand. No, but I wash clothes by hand. But then every now and then when I need to do my big things, like my bedding and my towels, yeah. I book into one of the camping sites ah. where I know they've got a laundrette. Yeah. And also friends, whenever they... I, rock up at friends first thing they say to me have you got a bag of washing and they'll bung it in for me and they volunteer I don't ask so I never I don't have a problem with washing anything and and so yeah so all of those kind of things that I've thought about and I mean my sort of 
overall plan keeps changing in terms of what kind of vehicle I will live in. And I've been looking very much at motorhomes. But then I have started now looking at maybe converting a, a van, like a self van or, you know, so I'm still at that stage of not entirely sure because I'm now not going to move into it till I come back from Australia. So I've still got time. So I'm still, yes, I'm still very much kind of looking at what kind of thing I'm going to live in, but the living in a, a van is is what I'm doing without a shadow of a doubt. But that's an adventure as well, yeah. choosing your van. I, I'd never holidayed in one, never driven one. It was just an idea that popped into my head and I ran with it. And so when I first went out looking at them, I hadn't got a clue yes. what was good, what wasn't mm. good. But for some reason, when I walked inside Dora the Explorer. Yeah. I think you I just feel it, don't you? It's a bit like buying a house. Yeah. 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 Did you... Did you look at, and not camper vans per se, but did you look at sort of converted vans or did you just always just look at motorhomes? I looked at the, the, the not converted vans, but the ones like the converted and the transit vans. Yes. I did look, look, at, look at those. And I think if I was just doing it um, short periods of time regularly yeah. through the year, um, I might opt for one of those because they're better for sort of parking in places and getting yeah. into towns. But this one for living in yeah. and, and being in it long term and space wise, space wise, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went for this. But then I went for an electric bike so I can cycle with the electric bike into town with a rucksack, do my supermarket ah. shops, go and visit the towns and villages and park just outside. Can I ask a question? I don't know if you like a drink. I don't know if you know that Jojo does. And I have a gin bar in the background there. Bitch, I'm still there. Can I can I ask the following? Because we discussed this oh, before. Yeah. If you are having the gin bar and a few gins and all this kind of stuff, is it the case because you're so close to the steering wheel? If you see what I mean, like what I'm getting to is the potential drunk driving thing of a vehicle. Yeah, How yeah, does all that work? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of discussion on social media about that. Mm. Um, I, if I was on on a road or parking near a road or anything like that, I wouldn't have anything to drink at okay. all. Um, I'm always on sites. I go to the, the very small sites. They're called certified locations. They're usually on farms in quirky places. Um, and so if I'm on a site, then I will drink um, and I'll have, and I've no intention of driving and the keys to put away in a cupboard. Um, and I think that's by the law, you know, but I would be abiding by the law doing that. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I parked up in a, a pub car park and things like that, that's a grey area that people discuss. Um, but I, I don't think you'd have a problem um, if you just put your keys away and you drank and you were obviously not going to drive. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was one. That was mm. I think it is a grey area, and I think as long as the keys aren't on you or something. But it is that. um, I mean, it would be a very officious police officer that would come and knock on your door and say, "Have you been drinking? And have you got your keys on you?" Smell it from there. Yes, they probably can. (laughs) Even when I'm sober, (laughs) I I wear it as cologne. Well, exactly. So, do you have Christmas Day in the van? Oh, I do. Well, I had Christmas Day in the second lockdown on my own in the van because I was five months stuck in a field and I thought my daughter was coming to stay and I've got all these tacky decorations, which I I have around with me in the lockers, decorated it all. And then the prime minister said that there was only one day, so she couldn't come. So I was gutted. 
um, and I had Christmas Day, but actually people posted boxes to the farm down the road from where I was. They texted me, got an address, posted them. So I had champagne and presents and things to open. And actually it ended up being quite a good day. I enjoyed it. I just got got drunk. Nice. <laughs> yeah, lovely. But it was a good day. Nice. Can I can I ask, and this is quite a personal question, so don't answer it if you don't want to. If you're parked in one of the sites and then you go for a wander, mm. and I, I mean, I, I don't know what your personal arrangement is, but I can only go on JoJo's very yeah. alley cat, low moral standards. And you see someone and you think, oh, yes, I'd like to sample your pork scratching. <laughs> how, how is it received when you're like, do you want to come back to my van? <laughs> you know what? It's not happened. Oh, I come on, woman, get out there. I can see like a dog on heat sometimes. Fancy people, but I, I honestly have not. I've, I've not met anybody. I don't think I'm in one place long enough. Mm. I was with a fellow when you I don't need to be in one place long enough. That's probably <laughs> no. If you've got a spare fifteen minutes, <laughs> <laughs> shag and go. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just think. Um, I'm just having too much of a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I more just you meant know, how someone would react to, do you want to come back to my, to my van? Yes. Yeah, my van's over there. Because you'd be a bit like that. What, do, do you want to come back to my van to see my puppies? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my etchings. <laughs> no, I, li- I, I think it, they'd, they'd like it if they came in here, my little passion wagon. Oh. They'd be fine. Mm. <laughs> mm, the all alluring smell of tweed by Lonthric and Capacity. <laughs> <laughs> I have Coco Chanel, I'll have you know. Oh, we've just oh, had her on. <laughs> we, just, we were just uh, chatting to Ruth Langsford. What did you call her? She's the Coco Chanel of Chiswick because yes. she does a line for um, QVC. <laughs> so where, where are you next on your journey? I'm heading now to Kent and Sussex. Mm. Um, and then... Um, Gosh, I'm going all over the place. I'm doing talks for a women's group in Dorset, a Mm -hmm. a women's luncheon group. And I'm doing um, a book signing in Tunbridge Wells on the 20th of October. Lovely. Um, and I'm doing a book signing down in Dorset again. Um, and then I'm going up to the Kendall Mountain Festival in November. Oh, um, I'm doing it there for five days. How, how far in advance do you plan? Is it, I mean, obviously, I mean, in the same way that I know what I'm doing in April or June next year. Do you know what I mean? But you just kind yeah. of look at your diary and try and make it work. Oh, right. Well, I'm going to be there so I can pop in something else into that date. It's exactly like that. I just go with the flow, really. Um, and the Women's Institute, I have lots of talks and they book them way in advance. I've got them booked for March and all sorts mm-hmm. next year and the Women's Luncheon Groups. Um, so it depends where I am with those and then I fit other things around. Recently, I was doing quite a few talks in Wales for women's groups. So I thought, oh, right, I'm near Holyhead. So I just booked then the ferry to go to Ireland and I spent a month just tra- travelling around Ireland, which was heaven. Wow. It was great fun. I loved it. Um, and, and Graham Norton was getting married the weekend. I was in his um, village yes. in Worcester. And the... I've got pictures of the marquee that was being set up in the garden and I wanted to get closer. So I got in the sea and I swam around. Oh my God. Lawn. <laughs> With the marquee. And it was like kind of the reverse of when Madonna got married and it was all the helicopter people. You were like the, the Ulster <laughs> defence bunny going around the islands. 
<laughs> oh. Like, oh my god, there's some kind of seal or whale coming in. <laughs> I didn't realise that Graham had got married. Yes, very quietly. Oh, very quietly. Then. He's a very quiet and, and private person. But then you would be counting the millions from yeah. that wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? People of Akishta, they love him so much. Their lips were sealed. Mm. They didn't divulge any information about what was going on or where he was getting married or anything like that. And that's a testament to him as, a, you know, as the kind of man that he is. The community really love him there. Oh, no, absolutely. And the thing is as well, um, I happen to know his husband through work, if you see what I mean. And I knew about it. And I, I'd known for a while, actually, and then it was... And you just... When you realise that someone's want is ultimate privacy, I think you have to respect that because mm-hmm. the thing is, he doesn't do interviews unless it's to do with work. He's never on reality television. They always bemoan the fact that he never goes on, would I lie to you, whatever, and he's always like, no, I've got a job. I've got two yeah. jobs. They're really well paid, actually. I am not needing to go yeah. on in which to do more. So, And it was funny because I'd, I'd met him recently and um, he'd, he'd very casually mentioned about, um, yes, and my, my wedding, my husband, and I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to say, of course I know. Yes. I like to stalk people, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I should send him I should send in the photographs of me in the sea in front of the Actually, dog. I'm meant to be meeting him next month. I'll say, do you remember a human seal? Who <laughs> 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 <to> interview me? Diamond <laughs> <laughs> rebel. That'd be uh, fantastic. Listen, fantastic. thank you so much for sharing everything about your life, and I'm I'm glad this is. No, absolutely. No, I am. I'm genuinely excited, and it is. It's fabulous having somebody like you. So it is inspirational, and it is kind of comforting as well, Siobhan, that oh. you know. We're not dissimilar in age and that you're making such success of, you know, going out there and living in a van. And because, you know, I think people's concerns, and they're not huge. I mean, it's not people going, oh, you're an absolute idiot. But, you know, it's that sort of, you know, woman of a certain age or, you know, feeling lonely or, you know, the safety aspect that comes up a lot about people. And you can feel unsafe in a lot of times than you can on four wheels or... You know, treading water in the North Atlantic. So, you know, there's that. It was very muddy, actually. Oh, well, well, there you go, muddy the waters. Yes. Life imitates art. You are very much my guiding light. Thank you. And I'm always here. If you need any help or guidance or tips or information about what I do, I'm always here. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Siobhan. All the best with the book. And yes, all the best with the book. I'll be buying and reading. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. 
Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.